Welcome to Gaia Rising, an exploration of human healing and evolution through storytelling. Welcome everybody to another episode of Gaia Rising podcast. I'm joined here by my soul sister, Monai. And I'm just so excited for this conversation. We met when I was down in Ecuador back in January, February, and uh, I'm so excited for this conversation. It's been a long time coming, huh? <laughs> yes, finally. Thank you so much for the invitation, Ben. It's, a, it's an honor to just be in this space of sharing, as we say in Spanish, palabra dulce is like sweet words. Mm. Yeah. So honoring this time, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, every conversation we've had, you know, which is part of the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast, every time we've dropped in together, it's just been such medicine that, or yeah, the sweet, the sweet medicine, the sweet words. So um, I'll start us off maybe with just a real quick uh, intention or quick prayer. If you want to jump in with me, um, taking a deep breath in. Coming into this present moment, calling on Great Spirit, Father Sky, Mother Earth, all our ancestors, all our guides, all our relations, serving the highest good, serving unconditional love. May this weaving of words, sharing of stories of poetry together be in service to the healing, to the unity of all, to unconditional love. You want to throw anything else in there, Monai? Yes. Thank you, Ben. Just extending my gratitude in this present moment for being alive, for being present and having the opportunity to, to share time and space with you and with your community, uh, honoring um, all of the blessings that we have received during this day, like the fact that we had shelter to sleep last night and, and warm bed to rest, and we have food every day and water to hydrate our bodies and just honoring the opportunity of another day of of being alive, of having the opportunity to learn. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this sacred container of friendship. Mm. Oof, thank you for that, and so be it. We are in. Yeah. We are here. We've been trying to make this happen for, God, months and months. You just came out of the jungle right before we hit record you were telling me about yeah have you just come out of the jungle and um we're just integrating back into civilization um what were you doing out in the jungle most recently well i have the blessing to collaborate with aya healing retreats that is a beautiful project that works with the Shipibo elders in the amazon jungle in peru i've been working with them and collaborating with them since 2017, I believe. 
and mm -hmm. every year I have the blessing to facilitate different type of retreats. This time it was a, re a women's retreat, a 14-day women's retreat. Women mm -hmm. that came from all around the world, Australia, Ireland, England, um, Germany, California, and well, mm -hmm. many different places to gather in these containers of connecting with the medicine of ayahuasca. I feel really honored to facilitate this type of uh, healing circles. And mm -hmm. at the same time, we also work a lot in different type of techniques and tools for uh, a, a, well, a life of well-being. In this case, it was a women's retreat. So we integrated a lot of different tools to connect with our bodies, to do a lot of womb healing, a lot of connection with the divine feminine and the divine masculine as well, because what we want is to bring balance, to bring um, harmony in our life. So uh, yeah, I just came back from this amazing place, uh, sharing with Maestra Juanita that she's been my teacher since, uh, so many years already dieting the tree of Noyarao that mm -hmm. is called the tree of light and it's not a, a plant that will bring any type of um, psychoactive effects but it works in, in the subtle bodies to awaken inner wisdom so yeah I just came back uh, it's all it's actually one week uh, after finishing the retreat and just feeling so so much gratitude to have the the blessing to to be part of these um, spaces and connecting with the wisdom of the elders of the amazon as well mm -hmm. wow that's, and that's just one of many things many hats i know you wear so and we're going to get into all of it but oh, wow. uh, i wanted to ask um you know, just a little more for anyone, you know, who's listening, or I know I'm interested to know when you talk about, you know, kind of like integrating, you know, there's a lot of integration work, it sounds like, uh, and practices that are, it's not all about the fireworks of ayahuasca, right? These retreats, it's, I mean, and I just wanted to hear kind of a little more on, yeah, what your process looks like, what you take you know, for instance, this women's retreat, like what, what the process was, what kind of tools and techniques you're using besides sitting with the, the medicine? Yes. Well, first of all, for whoever is watching this in this moment, I just would like to extend my gratitude for giving your time and space to listening to this conversation, to sharing this conversation with us. My name is Karo Munai. I was born and raised in the Andean Mountains of Ecuador. But at the same time, I consider myself a citizen of the world. I mean, I had the blessing to decided to explore myself through living in different parts of the world. And, and well, just thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And then, well, coming back to your question. Yes, I feel that that's my main mission when I uh, feel called to be part of these kind of retreats that... Um, we gather in being in communion with the sacred plant medicine. I feel that these molecules, these spirits, uh, are blessings from the creator. And uh, these spirits, these plants, um, are playing a huge role in the healing and awakening of consciousness of humanity nowadays. They are teachers. They allow us to go within us. 
And at the same time, it's very tricky. You know, sometimes humans, we can tempt to just want to go there and sit in the medicine. And as you said, feel all of these fireworks and all of, all of these expansion of consciousness that, that happens when we are uh, under the influence of these plants. Mm-hmm. And I feel that there is, that the real work is done when we go beyond the plant medicine ceremony, we go deeper into the medicine of life. I feel that these plants remind us and help us to see how to walk. Like they, they show us the path but we are the only ones that can walk the path. They, of course, they cannot make us walk the path, like any, like any uh, spiritual path, like any self-knowledge path or secret books that we read, or if we go to a guru or a master somewhere uh, in other parts of the world, they can, they can share wisdom with us. And I feel plant medicine is like that, but we are the only ones that can walk the path and can really fall in love with this uh, path of devotion to ourselves Mm -hmm. and uh, something really important as you mentioned what we work in these retreats is to integrate different tools and techniques that can allow us to integrate these tools Mm -hmm. into the ceremony of life because everything is a ceremony since we wake up before Mm -hmm. even our eyes are opened Because sometimes we have a tendency to open our eyes immediately when we wake up. And uh, uh, for example, one of the practices I share is like, okay, before we open our eyes, just let's keep our eyes closed every morning and mm-hmm. breathe three times. Just coming to the breath on the very first moment so, so we can tune our energy into and, and regulate our, our nervous system and and then connect with gratitude and extend our gratitude towards everything towards all of the blessings that we have in life and our family and our friends and our work our service the food that we had the shelter that covered us the opportunity that we have to to breathe to see to listen to create just bathe in that moment with gratitude and then just connect with laughter and the giggles in the bed and just like, you know, like, ah, oh, just laugh. So this is, for example, one of the tools I, I will share in, I, we will share in these in these retreats, very basic tools, you know, conscious reading, gratitude, laughter, joy. Because in the morning, I feel like we humans are like, I make these relations like, um, like music instruments, like a guitar, for example. It requires every time we're gonna play, every day we need to tune the guitar so we can play harmoniously. And I feel our lives is like that. Like we really, if we want to play the harmonious rhythm in our lives and, and dance in a in a harmonious way, we, we require tools to tune the different notes, the different chords. And that's what we share in this like it's basic part of my work to share conscious reading tools a specific knowledge about creating altars in the altar of our lives connection with nature um, different practices that I've had the opportunity to gather along my life and it's a such a blessing for me to have the chance to just share different tools of yoga of qigong conscious movement and somatic dance and 
singing is big part of, of what I like to share, like to connect with the voice, to connect with, with the beauty of singing to life, uh, mm -hmm. nutrition, sacred sexuality, uh, mm -hmm. topics are touched as well, uh, connection with different plants. For, for example, we have uh, yoni steam ceremonies. Uh, so connect with the plants on how they can support us in our healing as well. Uh, emotional release techniques, Mm -hmm. um, different exercises also that come from the Andean tradition that are called the Kuyuris, that is like connection with the elements, the water, the sun, um, the air, like developing this relationship to open up our uh, perspective about our life so we can uh, develop a deeper connections with ourselves and through connecting with ourselves being open, opening our hearts, softening our hearts so we can connect with the elements, with the water, with the fire, with the earth, with the wind, you know, like how uh, the idea is that all of us, when, when I have the blessing to be in these circles, my intention is basically to share all of these different tools that have allowed me to live a more harmonious life, to learn how to manage my emotions so I can have better relations, with myself and then, of course, with others. I don't know if I answered to, to your question. It's a very oh, wide question, but I- It is. <laughs> you did great. No, it's cool. I love hearing, you know, it's so, it makes me just, I was just smiling the whole time you were talking because like all the things you're, you're covering, I mean, it's such a wide spectrum and that's really one of the things I see in you of, of like you are, you have such a wide range of skills and gifts and, you know, such a huge medicine bag, basically, you know, that you offer the world. Um, I mean, even looking right before our call, I just was like trying to some, you know, write down like, oh yeah, what all this, what does it, what are all the things Monai does? And I just want to read out like, I mean, on your bio, like therapist, artivist, conscious entrepreneur, explorer of art, the art of living, peace activist, um, you're a retreat, yeah, facilitator, you're a mentor, a guide, a somatic healer, you're an alchemist. Um, you, yeah, you've got the full range. I, I mean, is there anything you don't do uh, with it healing, you know? That'd be a better question, perhaps. <laughs> Some years ago, when I was younger, something that I struggled with was feeling kind of lost in life. And not knowing what was my path, what was my element, what was my my purpose, you know, sometimes we're like, what is my purpose in life? What is my mission? And I felt for a while really lost. And this, this situation that happened in my life, one day I just was like, okay, I don't know really what is this thing that I have to focus on. Mm -hmm. But I decided to get to know myself. I was like, okay, I cannot decide this and I cannot know about mm -hmm. what is my mission or purpose or element or whatever. Mm -hmm. If I don't know myself, I realized that I was a little lost on the programming of society, that mm -hmm. I there were a lot of things that I needed to heal from my family, from my ancestral, ancestral lineage, from being alive in this planet as it is sometimes it's hard. <laughs> so I feel that this path took me 
first in yoga, like I decided to, to become a yoga teacher, but I didn't do it to become a teacher. I was like, okay, I want to do my own practice. Mm -hmm. And then this path took me to meditation. And then mm -hmm. that took me to Qigong. And then to, it was just, I was just, I, I realized I'm in love with life. And life has such a big palette of different colors that we can learn from. And I couldn't help it, like just to, in a specific moments, life brought me different specific tools. And then I got into psychotherapy as well. And then life brought me also plant medicine. And then I connected with dance and with boys. And mm. I know it's a big spectrum. And, and I always like to say that it's not, when we develop virtues in our lives as humans, it's not me. We are just channels. I feel mm. I am just channel. And any, anything that I've had the blessing to learn, and when I mean learn, it's not only reading in a book, it's exploring deep into my body, deep into my life experience as, as a daughter, as a sister, as a friend, as a human being. As, as, and, and these tools, integrating them in my life and learning and saying, oh, wow, this really helps me. This, this really makes me feel more alive. This really, whatever the tool is. And then I feel really honored and really thankful that through that integration and exploration of myself as a human, as a woman, as a woman, having mm. the opportunity to share it with others, not from a space of I know this or I know, or it's my virtue. No, it's like, we are one and you know I've tried this and this feels really good and I share this with you because maybe it's something that can be a support knowing that whatever I've learned on my path has come from many other teachers and I'm really that's what I'm saying it's nothing that comes from me but it comes from um, the, the, the process of evolution of humanity and I honor all of the knowledge that has come from from elders from different traditions as well and as you say there I mean I I know that I can be like very diverse I at a certain moment I thought I was a dispersed person but no we are humans that sometimes we like to explore different areas and I really honor that because that has allowed me to have different colors because maybe someone connects with dances of universal peace because I have also the blessing of carry that medicine with me. But maybe somebody else doesn't. Maybe somebody else connects more with the path of Buddhism. I also had the blessing to ordain as a Buddhist monk some years ago when I decided I wanted to renounce. And I was like, I'm gonna renounce to everything and just gonna dedicate to meditate and, and um, follow that life. And then I was like, no, I also love to dance and I also love to sing. And I am in love with also the path of psychotherapy and the mind and, and well, suddenly, from being lost and not knowing like who I am or, or what is my gift to share with the world. One day I just realized that I was already walking the path. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that, uh, you, and that was very recent then actually. I remember some years ago, there is a phrase in the Spanish that says, caminante no hay camino, se hace camino al andar. That means a walker, there is no path. You make the path while you walk. 
And I remember one day I was really struggling with this existential crisis in my life. And my mom reminded me this work, that, this phrase that comes from a poet, a Latin, a Latin American poet, Facundo Cabral. And I couldn't understand on that moment deeper. But now that the years have passed, I'm like, ah, 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 okay, <laughs> yes. While going on that process of getting to know myself, I was doing I was creating the path. And now I finally, I can see why did I decided to study or to dive deeper into different techniques when I am in this type of containers in, in facilitating retreats or, or circles of healing, or when I have the opportunity to support in mentoring and doing one-one mentoring or psychotherapy, I understand that all of these that I was learning for myself were tools that were meant to be shared in these spaces. And I didn't think 10 years, 15 years ago that I wanted to be a facilitator or a mentor or whatever. No, now I understand. <laughs> so it's just to trust in our path you know, and that whatever we are learning, whatever, whatever, are tools to be shared and to be, um, to be a gift for the others. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's really neat interacting with you, you know, I feel like I can sense, you know, because it's, it's interesting meeting a lot of people in the spiritual realm, who especially are working with plant medicine, um, and especially in the places where there's a lot of uh, movement, I guess, or, you know, there's floods of people just moving through, like with this recent you know kind of renaissance of psychedelics um and you know i would say yeah if anyone's ever interested in in plant medicine i you know of all the people i've met monai like you have the deepest amount you feel the most grounded you know and embodied and i think a lot of that comes from like i sensed even the moment i met you uh that spirit of you know deep rooted practice and meditation and magic that is fully online and like you i assume you don't need even like need any psychedelics or plant medicines to be having a very psychedelic experience um <laughs> is that true <laughs> um well first i receive your words with an open and humble heart and yeah. uh, recognizing um, that I feel the most powerful medicine is, is love. And yeah. I, I definitely agree that we don't need plant medicine in order to, to just decide to receive this love that is there, to remember and say, yes, we are, I am. I am this love. And at the same time, I'm really grateful that there are plant medicines that can help us to soften the heart that has gone through so many things mm -hmm. to heal. I can say that I've had very, let's say, not very mystical experience without the influence of psychedelics, just through breath and through devotion. 
for mm-hmm. me, devotion is a very important part of my life. And it's a tool and a key to, to enter to these altered states of consciousness, just opening up in this devoted heart, this love, and with conscious reading, of course. I feel this is very powerful medicine, the bhakti. Through bhakti, we can enter really deep, profound states of consciousness and mystic experiences. We don't need plant medicine. And at the same time, thank you, creator, creatrix of life and God, goddess for bringing these medicines as an offering for humanity. So we can open our wings a little bit, Mm. some help, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know it's a dichotomy for me. It's, I still yeah. maybe maybe if we have this conversation in, in further years, maybe I tell you, you know, zero, no plant medicine is needed, and I'm really rooted on that. And at the same time, I honor, I really honor mm-hmm. containers that are hold with integrity because there is mm-hmm. also a lot of um, irresponsibility happening in the usage yeah. of these molecules. And I feel that when they are held in love, in respect, honoring the path of the elders that are sharing these medicines, it's beautiful. It's it's very helpful. Mm-hmm. I love, yeah, I, to- I agree completely. And I do feel like that I'm in the same the same process of continually reevaluating my opinion or or just how I how I you know and I, I think it's just different for everybody of course but like how I relate to these things because I've I feel like I've I've been in periods where I've noticed that it starts the hayoka you know the energy the little diablo like it can start to become a poison if we use it too much um but I do think in this time, I, I feel kind of like uh, in my heart, like a message to keep very vigilant and not to get, you know, when we're handling fire, we need to be very present, yes. like very pretty and have systems and have, we have fire alarms and we have like protocols for things. We don't just, you know, it's say like fireworks is a great example, you know, like we have there's forest fires that happen all the time because people are having fun with fireworks but you know cities will have firework displays and they'll follow protocol and they'll never have you know a forest fire happen from like the biggest firework shows you could imagine because they have systems but then if they're put in the hands of children it just who don't know any better it's it's not it's an accident it can be on accident but people can die you know like same thing um I mean, another powerful thing I'm thinking of is like sitting in an airplane, you know, thinking of all the things that can go wrong and how rare it is that plane crashes happen. That's not an, an accident, you know, the protocols, the service schedules, the, the, the engineers who monitor every single rivet, every single piece of nut and bolt like on that plane is catalog- cataloged. And it's logged like how many flight hours it has on it. And they know exactly when the metal starts to break down and they replace each part, you know, on the maintenance schedule. Mm-hmm. And like, th- that's to me, that's the level of 
diligence that really shows integrity, you know, that really shows safety. Um, That level of diligence, which of course would be coming from, you know, like for instance, who you're working with, the Shipibo lineages that have been handling these medicines for thousands of years. That's something that's really needed right now, you know, as everything is accelerating. I am really, I'm really grateful that you bring that topic to the conversation then, because it's very, it's a very delicate topic. And as you say, uh, there is like this boom happening around the world that uh, a lot of people may feel drawn to work with the medicine. In my case, personally, I never search for this. <laughs> I never yeah. search for going into, okay, I want to facilitate in these circles or it just came to my life. Like literally it came. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I, I realized that all of the tools I've had the blessing to gather in my life are very useful in these type of containers where we enter in such a vulnerable state. But it's very, as you say, it's like playing with fire. And I've had experiences uh, with elders that I've witnessed processes, intense processes that have being really like initiations for me to say, well, yeah, like this is something so, so delicate and that needs to be holding such a secret space and container. And also it has come to me this reflection about respecting the path, respecting the path, knowing that an elder, in order to be an elder, they go through a lot of initiations in this in their lives in order to be in the space where they are and in order to have all of the knowledge and experience for holding space for others to go through these processes because we open so many realms with this with these uh, um, divine molecules and it's important that we we honor that and we 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 respect ourselves, our physical bodies, mental body, emotional body, astral bodies, knowing that it's not a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something to be really um, respectful. And one of the messages I have received from the, actually with the medicine, sitting with medicine some years ago, I had the blessing to, to diet in, in the Amazon of Peru also for five months being totally outside Dieting, you know, dieting, as I said, no sugar, no salt, no oils, no phones. In the middle of the jungle, I was cooking in fire, only eating um, green plantain and quinoa for all of this time and being only on my hut, like really having time for thyself. And in one, in, in one of the ceremonies that I was in while in this process, there was a moment that that mother Aya told me like, okay, so why are you, why, why are you taking me? You've already gone through a lot. You've already gone, done your healing work. Why are you still here? <laughs> you have already listened through many different types of tools and teachers and under my guidance as well, that the real path is in everyday life. And the path, yeah, what she actually told me is the yogic path. And 
that doesn't involve the asana practice, you know, the, the yogic path involves how we eat, meditation, devotion, karma yoga, service, right? Uh, Non-violence, ahimsa, and, and it's an everyday thing, everyday attention, every moment attention, a life of devotion and, and, and really offering our lives towards. And I know this, this word can be a little bit extreme when I say purity, because mm -hmm. sometimes this word, when we speak about pure, it's, I've, I've realized when I've spoken about this in circles, sometimes people link it with a religious aspect of purity. And, but no, it's actually, uh, I feel that coming to air, this is a space of, of cleansing. We are all the time cleaning. Since we wake up, we wake up and you have to go to the toilet, then we're cleaning, then we brush our teeth, cleaning, then we go to the shower, we're cleaning, then we eat. And after eating, we have to wash the dishes and clean the, the, the broom. And that all the time we are cleaning. And I feel this earth, we have come to do this cleansing work. work. That means bring us to purify ourselves. And then it comes to cleaning our minds through meditation and cleaning our emotions from the different a stimulus of the world. So I've received this, this information and this clarity that that's the path, not from a, a religious aspect, but from, from an aspect of we have come here to, to cleanse, to, to, to cleanse uh, our heart so we can go deeper and deeper. And, and, and from this, we can are actually perceive the transparency and shine from our diamond nature, from our pure nature of love, from our pure nature of truth, from our pure nature of compassion. And going back to what we were speaking, yeah, we have to be really wise as humanity. We are feeling the call to connect with sacred plant medicine, where, how, and ask ourselves, do I really need this? Have, or, or if I have already had different experiences, have I already integrated what this plant has shown me? Have I already done the homework? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, why going into another journey and having this altered state of consciousness experience? If I'm mm -hmm. not applying what the medicine has told me that sometimes she told us just breathe. And it's the same teachings from other paths, from the Buddhist path, from the yogic path, from the uh, priest, uh, uh, mystic Christianist path. Breathe, connect with the breath, connect with nature, love the others, forgive. Mm. What are we eating every day? What are, what, uh, what are we allowing our bodies to penetrate constantly in this mm -hmm. communion? Of mm -hmm. so what am I eating? What am I listening to? What am I seeing? How, what am I feeding this life that has been gifted to us? So my 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 reflection would be that to be really aware of that. I am I am as I said involved right now, and life has brought me to to facilitate these circles that include these kind of medicines that at this moment, for example, before this, that retreat, I was like, I don't feel I need any medicine right now. 
-hmm. though I know that the experience that I've had can support my sisters that are coming for first time to do this type of work. And yeah. I'm really grateful that I can support. And we put a strong emphasis on conscious breathing, on, mm -hmm. on bringing tools to, to learn how to self-regulate our own nervous system on everyday lives. And we bring these tools into developing and really getting empowered in falling in love with life, falling in love with this body that is a gift, mm -hmm. and bring this devotion, this love on everyday basis without needing, having the need of constantly going into these states and ceremonies or just mm -hmm. developing a, a everyday practices so we can enter in this state of higher awareness through prayer, through love, through, through devoting to meditate, through devoting of making things with love, to cooking with love for ourselves, to sometimes uh, bring down the ego a little bit and don't argue too much with my family or how mm -hmm. I manage relationships, you know, bringing beauty to our lives. This is something I put big emphasis on. Yeah, bringing that beauty to life, like you said, through devotion, through breath, through love, like it is all love, you know, that's why we're here, you know, and even the prayers, you know, speaking in the beginning of this, the unconditional love, you know, and unconditional love is not needing anything to change, you know, like loving someone, loving something, loving life itself even if it's so hard even if it's a bunch of you know we're out in like a storm and the freezing rain you know like i think there's a real art form to being able to find that still place inside of us and it's only a breath away you know and then yeah coming into that the pleasure you know to me that's been the biggest thing the deeper I go into just the things that feel good and are loving, like when I stop and just ask myself, what would be most loving for me to do for myself or for this situation, for others, for the, the whole thing? What would love do? What would Jesus do? <laughs> but like, actually, it's always there to tap into, you know, and finding that spring within ourselves and going there to get the water, you know, that nourishes us um and that devotion to it you know i i really love that word so much you know devotion developing routines and habit formation that's been a lot of my coaching that i do like the smallest things can be the most powerful and especially in those first few moments of getting out of bed like what frequency you start to de to develop in those first few moments of waking and making it something that brings you joy you know something that just feels good like uh, mine is i was very similarly i'm gonna start trying the three deep breaths but i as soon as i open my eyes i just say thank you and, and i start giggling sometimes too just like another i got another day <laughs> just that alone you know like even if that I, that's what i tell guys starting out it's like that's your only practice or what you're saying like three deep breaths and a thank you in the morning try that just that and like see what happens you know you might find that like those seeds that you're planting in your subconscious of breath of gratitude 
of love, of pleasure, like literally making it, the more you feel it, the more potent it is, you know, it doesn't, the practice doesn't even actually matter. It's what it makes you feel. And uh, I know it's, that's brought huge transformations in my life. So really appreciated you bringing that in. You know, I feel like it's just, is so distilled to the core devotion, breath, love. Or I was, uh, what was coming to me is that we don't need to go that far to, to, to find the medicine because the medicine resides on our own breath. Actually, the word spirituality, the etymology of the word spirituality comes from the Greek aspirare. And aspirare means to like inhale. So profound. You don't have to go that far, it's there. And doing these specific basic exercises, we're gonna go back to this specific example that we did about tuning in in the morning. It's creating conscious habits. Because mm -hmm. humans, we are animals of habits. Actually, what I do with the breathing, with the three breaths, after the three breaths, I make this link, like I say. I, like I feel my center, I am part of you and I connect myself with the, with the center of mm. creation of this big uh, center solar, so, uh, el centro solar, el gran sol central, the big solar center. <laughs> I don't know if I'm translating properly, but I feel this connection. I, I bring this awareness of that I am part of you as you are part of me. And then from here to the center of earth, I am part of you as you are part of me. And bringing that balance. And then of course, all of these of gratitude and the laughter, the giggles, the feeling the body, as you say, the pleasure, feeling, feeling ourselves. Because this beautiful instrument that we have, I feel it's so grounding. When we are going through any type of situations in our body to, to touch our hands, to massage our hands, to feel my skin, what is my temperature? It brings us to the present moment. Mm -hmm. And um, the science behind all of this, this is not only woo-woo spiritual things that we're speaking. There's big investigations that are improving all of the benefits of these basic things, of tuning ourselves with our breathing, how yeah. we train and literally create new neural patterns in our brain that bring more balance. Uh, you know mm -hmm. that I work with, with aromas a lot and with the fragrances of flowers and bringing these fragrances and integrating with affirmations, with prayer, that literally creates, there's neurogenesis happening. So my invitation is always to come back to the body we can actually develop even higher technology that goes beyond the body, that is super subtle, that is our intuition, that is love, compassion, that is yeah. really through these techniques having access to our inner wisdom. That is the real technology. I feel that that's where we're gonna go to the ancient te technologies. Right now we feel that, um, virtual reality and all of these uh, artificial intelligence. And yeah, I feel that definitely is gonna help if we are wise enough to know how to 
for example, right now you are in the United States and in Ecuador we're using this beautiful technology to communicate and I'm really thankful for that. But I feel our next step is developing another type of higher levels of technology that goes beyond what we can even imagine. And that is communicating through here, through here. I mean, what's cool is that I, I see it too as like, this is the, the eagle and the condor, you know, the, the tree with its roots to the earth, its branches to the sky. We can go in both directions, you know, technology, the mind, you know, visions and insights and psychedelics, all that's, you know, higher chakras or mind, you know, above the heart and then going below the heart into the felt sense, the gut biome, you know, the intuition, the, the feminine, almost like the pleasure, the lower chakras, you know, sensuality, pleasure, and the earth wisdom, you know, and having, you know, roots moving in both directions is in a way, if you look at branches, they are just like shaped like roots, but they're getting, you know, their nutrients from the, the air. But um, yeah, all of this is, uh, it's so good. And I really wanted to quickly mention uh, as we're wrapping up, just with the aromatherapy you mentioned, it's so funny. I'm glad you brought that in because literally last night I, I pulled out the little vial that you gave me yeah, when we last saw each other in keto. I remember you mentioning you collected all of these flowers like from the jungle and uh, like had a whole ceremony of ma making it under the light of the moon, full moon and like very energetic purity in this stuff. And when you run this little wand under your nose, it like, yeah, everybody I've ever shared it with has just been like, it takes you to a different place. Um, and it's a tool, you know, that people can use. I keep my little vial like inside my jacket pocket, you know, and sometimes occasionally I'll just pull it out and it's like a whole reset. Um, but could you speak just briefly about your, yeah, your aromatherapy business, you know, and your entrepreneurship in that? Thank you so much for, for allowing me to share about that. It's a baby that was born in 2022, the 22nd of February of 2022 a project that two, 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 two. yeah we decided to launch <laughs> it on that date <laughs> yeah why <Cool>. not <laughs> love that yeah so it's a vision we had some years ago with one of my beloved sisters Daniela she is the CEO of a brand of one of the biggest brands in Ecuador that's called Nunandes Nun in Quichua means soul so it's the soul of the andes and she's focused on creating conscious self-care products and some years ago i was being part of that uh, uh entrepreneurship but then i got the chance to i came to visit to ecuador i got a, a scholarship to go to southeast asia so i went to thailand and i was like sister you continue with this mission and she grew a lot this beautiful project and since 2020, I came back to Ecuador because of the pandemic. Uh, so she was like, okay, now you're here. Let's create this brand that is in linea botanica vibracional, that is a line of vibrational botany. So we create um, intentional perfumes, let's say this way, alchemical formulas that are meant to be tools for self-care and for reprogramming our mind through this beautiful technology of our olfactory system. So it's creative under uh, the awareness of the different subtle energies. So 
we have the auric sprays and the oils. They are seven and seven with different purposes. So there is one for protection, for meditation, for joy and optimism, for grounding, for divine feminine, divine masculine. There's different um, objectives for each one of them, but all of them, for example, the auric sprays are uh, water-based. So the water we went to a uh, water spring in uh, the Andes. We walked the mountain, we brought offerings to these water spring and asked to receive this water so we can use it for this uh, subtle medicine alchemy. So uh, starting from there, we are using, respecting the elements, bringing this water with so much respect and through ceremony. And then these waters also has waters of the world. So it's been waters that I've collected from many spring waters from the world, waterfalls, rivers, and also waters that I've received from elders on my path, elders that have prayed for, from uh, with these waters that also come from around the world, waters that mm -hmm. have been in the Tibet, prayed in the Tibet. So it's like really from everywhere. And these waters are also part of the formulas. They are mixed with sound under we make the, the preparation under the full moon and they are when we mix the formula they are mixed with a specific herds for every purpose and with sound and something I learned from the shamanic path and specifically from the people like when they make the medicine they always sing to the medicine and they pray and they stayed a while putting all of these blessings and prayer like allowing the medicine to be uh, recorded with these vibrations. So we also use these uh, that I've had the blessing to learn to uh, bless and, and sing to the waters, to the formulas and, and put all of the energy for every purpose. And it's also infused with crystals uh, also for every purpose. And it has flowers of back and flower essences of the back and of territory. Um, and also every bottle has uh, affirmation uh, that is uh, an invitation for every specific topic that, so when you use it, you bring this affirmation to yourself. So you actually support this neuroplasticity in your mind through the olfactory. And it also comes with a QR that guides you, brings you to a guided meditation. So it's just something that we had a lot of fun creating. In every bottle, there is also crystals uh, that help to also expand the, the different uh, properties of the formulas and the same thing with the oils the oils also the roller comes with a crystal roller and there's crystals and plants inside and uh, yeah <laughs> we had a lot of fun that's another part of my life like bringing and co-creating I love co-creation I wouldn't be able to do all of these things if I wouldn't be creating in community uh, so this is something that is co-created with a beautiful beloved sister. The brand is Nunandes, and well, it's there in service to our towards therapies, healers, and not only for them, but for everyone that wants to have tools of real fragrances, not artificial fragrances, and with all of these blessings. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that. I'll definitely put it in the show notes as well as links to your uh, social media website. What are some of your upcoming offerings just in the next few months? What are, what are some regular offerings and what kind of things 
would people expect to to find like that you're that you're hosting so women's circles ayahuasca retreats um uh, when it comes to medicine we're having a 15-day plant medicine retreat in the jungle of peru with ayahimi retreats again a women's retreat we might have other that is not only women's retreat that is uh um, just humans retreat, but also connecting with the Shipibo medicine uh, at the beginning of next year. But I'll uh, share that information on my web on my website. On December mm -hmm. of two thousand twenty three, we are having a retreat here in Ecuador with a project called Travels of the Spirit for Solstice. So in this retreat, what we bring is the knowledge of the Andes and tools to integrate and develop more this spirituality of nature. So it's connecting more with all of these uh, tools that we have in the Andes that is offering, that is all of this exercise to connect with the different elements and different self-development tools as well. Then in September, I'm having, because I'm a, also a psychotherapist that assists with psilocybin. So we're having also a retreat here in Ecuador for uh, this type of work but from a psychotherapeutical aspect. So we work specifically with a specific tools of psychotherapy to, to heal a specific things that people have to. And then along this time, I'm mostly working uh, mentoring specifically one-to-one. -one. I really love to do this work that it goes really profound with mm -hmm. uh, people. And uh, yeah, if there's someone that would like to uh, that I can facilitate or support or accompany in those processes. Well, that's my honor. And that's where I'm focusing a lot also when it comes to um, my facilitation. It's one-to-one -one mentoring and psychotherapy using a gestalt psychotherapy, humanistic psychotherapy, existential also. And um, there is, uh, I'm also part of the Dances of Universal Peace movement. I'm a leader of Dances of Universal Peace as well. I have the honor to have that medicine on my pocket as well. And we are having a beautiful gathering uh, that, that uh, where different teachers come from around the world. Uh, teachers from the Sufi path, the Dances of Universal Peace is a very beautiful practice that combines sacred chants from around the world and devotional movement is dance, circle dances, so we dance in circles. When we enter, we allow ourselves to enter in this higher awareness, higher states of consciousness, only through the beautiful medicine of singing and movement and devotion. That for me, for example, that's one of my most important medicines beyond anything. Mm -hmm. That's so peace. We haven't spoken much about it in this conversation. Mm -hmm. but that is something that is also very dear to my heart and I extend the invitation for those that feel the cold. There are circles all around the world and this medicine is pure technology technology of purification and expansion. We gather in, in uh, the Easter week that is in April in Colombia in an eco-village called Atlantida. It's not something I um, host, but I always like to invite because a lot of beautiful people come together and we are part of uh, these beautiful ceremonies. It's this last year was 170 people in these circles. It was so potent and mm. this, uh, communities expanding around the world. And I'll invite 
those that are called to, to develop their devotions through uh, different knowledge from around the world to, to get closer to this medicine. Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I remember you sent me a bunch of videos from that at Easter and it looked powerful. And and yeah, I definitely, I wrote down, I was going to say, I wrote down the dances of universal peace. I was hoping to get to it, but of course I figured we'll just have to have you on. We'll, all right, we will have you on the show again. We can. I know there's so much more we can dive into, um, but I just wanted to take a moment and thank you for for coming on, for sharing your energy, your medicine, your offerings. Also thanking a great spirit, our guides, our ancestors for being here with us in this conversation. Um, yeah, thank you, Mona. Thank you for coming on. Wow, namaste. <laughs> so much, Ben, for, for creating this and for being uh, a bridge of communication, of expression, of conversation, of, of sweet words. To share with whoever you know i feel that these spaces regardless how many people listen to this even if it touches one heart it's like celebrating already so thank you for for being devoted to to sharing beauty with this project and may it continue exactly yes thank you sister and to, to all you listening or to any of you listening yeah i'm talking to you you listening right now sending you so much guidance so much strength so much love and devotion may this conversation be medicine for you and may you take away whatever was useful for you and integrate it into your heart into your services we're all on the same team here lifting each other up Let's go, soul fam. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Yes. Until next. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you too. Te amo, hermano.